Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi guys, welcome to Cozy Pedas Podcast. My mommy Shan. Hey! My hey. sister Ari. Say hi, Ari. Hey. And I'm Anya. Let's go! Hey, this is Shan, Mom of the Girls. Thank you for checking in. If this is your first time at Cozy Womb Podcast, welcome. It's a very random but frequently posted show. Enjoy what you can when you can. It's for new parents. Y'all are very welcome. It's for a second, third, or more time around parents too. And I did not forget those of you who aren't quite there yet, haven't had your first kid, but you're thinking about it and you're just curious on what it takes to go ahead and survive the kids that you may make. Cool. Since we're all here, let's get into today's episode. What is up at the bus stop? So for me, I'm a mom. I'm a parent of two. My oldest is five years old and she really should be going to the bus stop around 6.40 a.m. in the morning. We live in Georgia and it's pretty dark around that time. And when I pass the kids that are at the bus stop, it's pitch black to the point where I can't really see them. I can see figures but I can't really see them. And the street lights aren't even on when I pass them. So my thing is, why are there five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds standing in the pitch-black darkness on a curb waiting for a school bus? I feel like 
there should be teenagers, high schoolers going to school at the earliest, then middle schoolers, then the younger elementary schoolers. It doesn't make any sense. They need more light at a bus stop. You need to be aware of where a child is when you're driving. I don't care if you have high beams on. You need to be more aware. What are you? You're tired? Go lie down in your bed. Come say hi. But y'all need to go away so I can finish. Hi! Alright, bye. Alright, get off my trash can. Get out. Um, yeah, like, where are the street lights? The street lights, by the time I take my kids to camp in the morning and then their camp will drop them off. Um, well, drop my five-year-old off at school. But I still feel bad for those kids that are standing there in the dark. And my thing is, why wouldn't it be mandatory to have a light post at every bus stop? If there there isn't a light post at a bus stop, that should not be a bus stop. So many kids get hit by, by cars trying to go to and from school. Every year, and it's kind of like, are we not understanding that if a driver can see a kid, then it's going to be better for them to go ahead and get to school safely? Stop! There's more! Stop! There's more! More! Yeah, like, I really believe all bus stops should have good lighting. Just like... Is mandatory for cars to have their lights turned on when it's dark outside. It should be mandatory for bus stops. I don't care how early your kid is going out there to have lights. You could do solar panel lighting if you're worried about the cost of having lights turned on every weekday morning. But they need light. It's dark out there. And I hate the fact that I could hardly see these kids when I leave my house to go take my kids to camp. I would never, ever let my five-year-old stand at that bus stop by herself or even with me because you never know when a car can jump the curb or when a car, you know, assumes a turn is, you know, very wide when it's really narrow and might hop that curb and hit a kid that they can't see. I think we just need to be more aware of what circumstances we're not helping with by being lazy through thinking. The next thing is, what are the rules for the bus stop? I think the rules for the bus stop should be very easy. There should be no running, no playing tag, no fighting, no pushing, no um, rushing and making last minute, you know, thoughts about, oh, I should just run across and try to chase this bus or I should just dash across the street to try to get to the bus quicker. And when kids think they don't think ahead so if a kid thinks if they go in the middle of the street to get the bus and a car doesn't see them because they're so small or short they could get hit and you know you have to make sure that your child is aware of their surroundings that they're aware of other people and other vehicles other buses uh people make making turns i never put my foot in the street with myself or my kids unless I can see that driver looking directly at me to make a turn. Have you ever walked um, 
to the curb and you want to go ahead and cross, but there's somebody that's trying to make probably that right turn and they're looking in the opposite direction. They're not looking at you. Those type of drivers are the worst type of drivers for somebody who's walking to see because it's kind of like, if this is my time to cross the street, but this person is so concerned if they can go ahead and hop this turn, are they going to look at me in time enough to stop their car? The odds are they're not. So it's better for you to wait until there's not a car there in order to cross in the crosswalk. Even if it's your turn to walk across the street, you have to make eye contact and you have to teach your kids to make eye contact with that car. Now, when I was seven, I got hit by a car. Why? Because I was walking across a street at an intersection by my house in Philadelphia and I was so short that the car didn't see me. So by the time I got to the middle of the street, the light turned green and that car you know, push the gas and hit me. Like some kids are just not old enough to cross the street. And I remember walking to school with my brother who was three years older than me and there would be crossing guards only for a certain amount of time at the biggest intersections on our way to school. In the mornings and in the afternoon, if you were running late, you weren't getting help across the street. You had to figure that out. If you were um, too early, you weren't getting help across the street. You had to figure that out. So a lot of kids don't don't have the to be fortunate enough to have their parents take them to school and pick them up from school. And you have to put, you know, your hope into other people's hands to get your kids safely to and from school. Like uh, my daughter's camp will pick her up and drop her off at school. She doesn't have to drive the bus, bus, but if she wanted to take the bus, that's an option for me. But I'm just not going to have her standing at a bus stop. She's too young. Um, you have to be aware at bus stops of talking to strangers. And, you know, anyone that will pull up that doesn't have a child that's just sitting there watching. Like, why are you here watching kids at a bus stop? Um, you have to wait. Tell your kids to wait until the bus has completely stopped before you put your foot out there to try to get on the bus. Don't worry about being first on the bus. I know as a kid, it's kind of like you want a certain seat, you want a certain seat, but it's not really that serious because I don't know about you, but if you ever seen anybody get their foot run over by a car or a SUV, you could only imagine what that's going to be like if it's a school bus. And you got to keep in mind, a lot of the school bus drivers are sitting high up. So your kids are small, so they really can't see all the little details of things that may happen if you were in a vehicle. And we have to keep that in mind. And if you haven't had this conversation with your child, I suggest you have this conversation with your child. The next thing I wanted to say um, is every state is different. So every state has certain rules on what's required by law when it comes to school buses and stopping. So I was in um, Buckhead the other day and I was driving down Piedmont and there was a school bus that stopped on the other side of the street. I think it was by Sprouts. And the school bus stopped and that traffic on the left side of of Piedmont stopped. About six to nine cars, boom, 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 passed me. And I'm going the opposite direction. 
They never thought to stop. They didn't want to stop for that school bus. And my thing is like, are you guys sure that you're allowed to pass the school bus? Or do you not care? Either way, when it comes to doing something right or wrong, I would rather sit there and use some time to assume I'm supposed to stop when it comes to the school bus better than go. I've worked in insurance for four and a half years. I know what those tickets look like in Georgia. I know what the prices of those tickets are. And I know how long they stay on your MVR, which is your motor vehicle report. And there's no way to dodge a ticket being on your motor vehicle report once that officer has seen it or that camera. It's going to remain on your stuff until, I want to say, if it's a misdemeanor, it's... uh three years and if it's a uh if it's a um major violation it is three to five years in Georgia. So good luck. And that insurance will sometimes triple in price depending on your vehicle. And some insurance companies will drop you from the insurance having this ticket and after you pay these fines. Some people have their license suspended. And unfortunately, I have seen where people have three to five failure to yield at a school bus or a bus tickets. So for Georgia, as of February 21st, 2019, this already passed. Georgia law requires that when a school bus stops for passengers in a two-lane roadway, all traffic from both directions must stop. Let me say this again. Georgia requires, Georgia law requires that when a school bus stops for passengers in a two-lane roadway, all traffic from both directions must stop. That means if you're behind a school bus and it has that stop sign out, you must stop. The people across the street on the other side going the opposite direction must stop, okay? And then the other question is, well, what if it's a four-lane separation, but it doesn't have a median? All traffic must stop, okay? You must stop too. That means on Piedmont, when there's a school bus on either side of the street and that stop sign is out, you must stop. Hold on, I gotta see what the problem is. So everybody on Piedmont that day that was passing all those nine cars, you better be careful because a lot of the school buses are having cameras, okay? So while you passing this stuff, it ain't nothing to get that ticket in the mail, okay? Um, Another thing, now, if the street has a median in the middle of it on a four-lane roadway, you do not have to stop unless you're going in the direction of that school bus. Do you understand? If Only if it has a median in the middle, do you not have to stop on a four-way when you, there's a school bus, okay? Those are the rules for Georgia. I suggest you look up the rules in your state if you're unsure. Now, if you're wondering... <laughs> Well, I did pass a school bus. I really want to know what the, you know, the penalty is. I got you. I got y'all. Okay. So passing a school bus in Georgia is six points on your license. 
Passing a school bus in Georgia is six points on your license and it's not worth it, okay? The fine, the fine is added, <laughs> an added issue. Have you ever called an insurance company trying to get insurance with an SR-22? That is what happens after your license has been suspended and they're giving you the okay to drive. A lot of insurance companies won't even write insurance for people with SR-22. And when they do, it's high as I don't know what. But the um, ticket, what you're going to pay for passing a school bus, starts at $500 and can go up to $1,200. Let me say this again. It The ticket starts at $500 because you wanted to pass the school bus because you were in such a rush and it can go to $1,200 and your license will be suspended. It's not worth it. It is not worth it. Stop when you see a school bus. If you're unsure, stop when you see a school bus. Your first um, violation of passing a school bus, your license will be suspended for 30 days. Okay? That's your first offense. Your second offense for passing a school bus, your license will be suspended for no less than 30 days and can go up to 120 days. So if you have another way of getting to and from work, cool. If you want to have a vehicle that you're making payments on because you leased it and you do not own it, but you can't drive it and you got to pay insurance on a vehicle you cannot drive for 30 days because you chose to pass the school bus. Cool. Go ahead and waste your money. If you have money to pay for a vehicle each month that you cannot drive for 120 days, you cannot drive your mom's vehicle. You cannot drive your dad's vehicle. You cannot drive your friend's vehicle because your license is suspended. Cool. Go ahead and waste your money. And if you own your vehicle, you still can't drive. So it really doesn't benefit anybody. Just do not pass the school bus. You're supposed to stay back at least 25 feet from the school bus, okay? Don't get close up to the school bus because you're still in violation. Back up and let these kids come on the bus and let them come off of the bus and yes it does irritate me when kids are playing and taking their time going across the street or playing in the street and not picking up their feet knees to chest to cross the street because you do have places to go atlanta is full of traffic i hate driving into the city to do things okay i have to go to the city tomorrow and i hate it but it's just something you have to do i tried to leave before the school buses start coming out. And I tried to get back on my side of town before the start, school buses start dropping off. I try. I go through neighborhoods. I take back streets. I love to go through um, little five points. Like anything to get around that traffic. The next thing is if you are taking your kids to a school, school bus stop. You want to arrive five minutes early. You do not want your child out there 20 minutes early before the bus comes. You do not want your child out there 15 minutes early, 10 minutes early. It's getting cold and it's getting darker and people are out here taking whatever they can take 
and doing whatever they can do to children, okay? Unfortunately, that is what it is, okay? Be smart about what you do. There's a um, two parents that walk their five-year-old to the bus stop every morning. When I'm leaving out, I see them walking him to school. I mean, to the bus stop. And I'm just like, thank you. I would do the same thing if I could do the same thing. But I just refuse to have my child be in the dark at a bus stop. Um, Tell your kids to stay six feet away from the curb. Now, if a vehicle cannot see your child, daughter, or son, hey, they could be six feet and still get hit by a car, a truck, whatever. Whoever's not paying attention, that six feet probably could not save them. But... Just for precautionary reasons, tell them to stay six feet away from the curb. Never walk behind a school bus. That's for a parent and that's for a child because that school bus is very big. That bus driver has to pay attention to a lot. I know those rear view mirrors look pretty big to you, but there's a lot going on with kids getting on a school bus and kids getting off a school bus and traffic. So just don't go behind the school bus, okay? Um, and tell your kids, do not cross the street behind any bus or vehicle because cars come in the opposite direction may think that they can go. And if they leap out into the street, they can get hit by a car. I've seen it come close with grownups and it can come very close with kids. And when kids are hit by hard impact, the percentage of them living through that hit is at a all time low, okay? So just talk to your kids. If you drop something near a school bus, do not bend down or go into the tire and pick that up because that bus driver cannot see you. There's up to, you know, at least anywhere to 22 to 28 kids going on the school bus sometimes depending on where you live at. So just tell the bus driver, hey, I dropped such and such at the wheel or under the school bus so they know that they need to wait for you to pick it up or help you pick it up, okay? We don't want anyone getting ran over by a school bus. We don't want anyone getting hit by a school bus. I just want us to be safe going to school and coming home. I want cars to be more alert and more aware. I want parents to have a bit more common sense when it comes to Hmm, I sure did leave for work on time. I sure did make my child stand in the dark waiting for the school bus. And if you have time, if you want to sit in the car and wait till that school bus comes with your kid, do that. I've seen parents do that. And it's getting really cold. Maybe that might be something you want to do. If your job is understanding of the fact that you have a young child that goes to school and you can't afford to send them to a camp for somebody to drop them off, then go ahead and have that discussion with your job and see if you can go ahead and drop your kids off at school. I know her school does not allow drop-offs until 7.15. I could possibly get dressed for work and take her to school, but sometimes I'm just like, I'm paying your camp to pick you up and take you from school, so I might as well utilize what I'm paying for and save my time. Like this morning, I spent my time waking up. I got somewhat dressed for work. I got the girls ready. I um, gave them something to eat. Then we uh, got in the car. I took them to camp. I came back. I um, washed clothes. 
I dry clothes and I went to work because I had that time. But sometimes I don't want to do that in the morning. So maybe I'll spend more time taking her to school. So it all depends. Just be smarter about your time. Be smarter with your kids and be safe. Bye. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.